KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. With so much attention still obviously focused on COVID-19, especially with the Delta variant spreading so quickly and easily, some people are postponing or even avoiding care for non-COVID issues, perhaps concerned about going to the doctor's office in the middle of a pandemic. Maybe an appointment was skipped during lockdown and just never got around to rescheduling it. Whatever the reason, skipping or postponing your regular medical care can lead to serious problems. Dr. Vicki Brelo is a family practitioner in Philadelphia, and I spoke to her about the importance of not delaying care and staying on top of your personal health situation, even as you navigate a pandemic. Give a listen. What are you seeing these days with the Delta emergence? Are you seeing a lot of patients that are being diagnosed with COVID? Is it filling up your day? Are you not really seeing that many? What are you seeing pretty much day to day right now as we're talking mid-September? Well, thank you, Matt, for having me. Um, What I am seeing is um, a lot of patients in my office currently right now, mostly because for the last year and a half, people have been um, hiding away in their homes and not coming out and getting the medical care that they really need. I'm part of um, MDVIP, so I have a personalized um, medical practice where I get to see patients for extended periods of time. So my waiting rooms aren't very busy. And I have, it's a lot easier for patients to come in and to see me. And um, I, they call me on my cell phone, so I get to talk to them a lot. So we've been doing a lot of um, medical care through uh, telehealth and speaking to them on the phone. And since people have started to get vaccinated and they're starting to feel a little more comfortable and they're coming out, they're starting to come into the office. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's scary because people that a year and a half ago that were pretty good as far as their diabetes or their heart disease or um, their general physical care, um, I've seen a lot of deterioration. And um, it's, it's really a shame. People have ignored a lot of things that are going on. They blamed a lot of things on anxiety when a lot of times it wasn't anxiety. There were there were more serious things going on. You know, we're trying to play catch up now and get everybody in to, to treat them. You mentioned diabetes and I'm sure, you know, heart conditions. There's a lot of kind of ongoing situations people deal with over the last year and a half. They've probably not paid the attention to. Is it a lot of patients with diabetes that have kind of fallen behind where they need to be? Or is it a wide variety of situations? I mean, it's definitely a wide variety. So for people with chronic diseases like diabetes or heart disease, um, what we're seeing is, you know, both of those conditions, heart disease and diabetes, a lot of that is managed with lifestyle. So here we have people that for 18 months have been sitting at home, they're not going out, they're not getting activity like they did before. Their eating has not been the greatest. People tend to reward themselves for being unhappy. And, you know, they, they eat more poorly. So I'm seeing higher sugars. I'm seeing people that have had heart disease progress. I'm seeing uh, people that have gained a lot of weight. Um, people that have lesions on their skin that are melanomas that they put off and not gotten checked. So now it's, you know, a, a more of a surgery to remove it than it is just a little shave. Um I'm seeing people that haven't had mammograms and colonoscopies. Uh, getting a mammogram now is, is just crazy. I feel like everyone that's going in, they see something. 
because uh, people just they just haven't gotten stuff done. And it's, you know, it's, it, I'm seeing a lot of pathology and that's not usually the way it is. We see a lot of well visits also, but not lately. You talk about playing catch up. How long do you think it's going to take to get back to a relatively normal schedule? Are we talking, I'm imagining we're talking at least months. Could we be talking like more than a year before you, you feel like you've gotten back to a point where the majority of your, the patients you care for are back into a regular rhythm of, of keeping up with stuff? I think we're talking another about six months to a year. You're right. That is pretty much what we're talking about. Because, for instance, before COVID, if you went in for a mammogram, you usually you went in, you had it, you sat in the waiting room, they told you if they needed another view or if they needed to do something because of something they saw, they did it right then. And within like a week or two, pretty much everything's been done and tied up and, and you're done with that. Now you um, go in for your mammogram, you leave right away. They call you days later. You have another appointment, a couple of weeks to come in to get something repeated. It takes months to get in to see a surgeon. It takes months to repeat films that need to be repeated. The hospitals are overloaded because they're seeing less people. The doctors themselves, the, the specialists are also overloaded. If you need a surgery, I, I just made an appointment for a cardiologist for a patient. They're going to see this cardiologist in January. Crazy. Really, really crazy. This is a pen. You know, it's the same thing at Jefferson. Um, it's the same thing at Temple. I'm finding myself getting on the phone and calling the doctors individually and, and saying to them, you know, I can't get an appointment until January. Can you help me out? Which is just crazy. And it's, it's very disturbing to the patients because they're sitting there and, you know, anxious about moving on and taking care of what's going on. And everything is just being extended. So, yes, it's going to be a while before we catch up. We talk about getting people back on track. What is your concern that the last year and a half, people not being able to see doctors regularly, that it might end up being fatal, that they so much has transpired over the, the last 18 months? Because it's a long time, especially when you're dealing with chronic disease or certain diseases. There's two areas where you see it, and it can be very serious. Um, one is cardiac uh, people that are ignoring chest pain and calling it anxiety or, you know, strokes or they don't think they had a stroke because maybe they had a little weakness in one arm and it got better. So they didn't think much about it until the big one comes. Things like that, that normally people would have jumped on and come into the doctor for or gone to the ER. We're not seeing that. So what we do see is the person coming in unconscious with the big heart attack because they ignored the angina that they were having at home. And then the other area is cancer. Um, people that maybe had something that was very small 18 months ago that grew very big and they're going in for, for a screening for something and now they have something that's much more serious and difficult to deal with than if it had been dealt with a year and a half earlier. I've talked to doctors that have talked about telehealth was kind of an outlier 18 months, two years ago. It was available, but it wasn't a lot of the people I talked to didn't utilize it a lot. And now they look at it as really kind of a critical part of their practice. How much do you utilize telehealth and how much has it helped maybe trying to speed up getting these people back where they need to be? 
So I was one of those people that before this, um, this whole COVID situation, I wasn't such a big fan of telehealth because I liked people sitting in front of me. I can tell a lot from patients with their demeanor and looking at the whole body, not just at their face. So that wasn't a big thing for me. But once we were shut down and in Philadelphia, that was like March to like May, I actually called, did a telehealth visit with every single one of my patients um, within like a three to four week period. Besides connecting with them, it, it made them feel good because they knew that I was still right there for them if they needed me. And it, it was a way for me to stay connected with my own patients to see if there were things going on that maybe they were ignoring. I have a small practice because it's an MDVIP practice. So therefore um, I was able to do that. And I, I, you know, a few years ago, I had thousands of patients. I wouldn't have been able to do that today. I still use telehealth because of, of how great I found it to be during that, that period of being closed up in my house and I'll, I'll use that to go over lab results, discuss, uh, you know, an x-ray finding, maybe someone saw a specialist and they're very confused about, you know, what was being said and they wanted to go over it in more detail with me. Those are all things that we can do by telehealth. I have found that to be great because I can get a lot more visits in and um, patients really like it. And they feel comfortable because they're not having to leave their home and come in and, you know, expose themselves if they feel nervous about doing that. And just so we're all on the same page, can you explain MDVIP, what that is? Sure. MDVIP um, stands for MD, meaning doctor, value and prevention. So it is a personalized medical company where you join and have a membership fee and the doctors are don't have more than 600 patients in their practice. So because of that, we have a lot more time to spend with patients individually. We've extended appointment times. Patients call me directly on my cell phone. They text me. There's no middleman. It's great. I mean, I have a front desk, but it's wonderful. It's really for working people, to be quite honest with you. Most of my patients are, you know, teachers, paralegals, electricians, people that don't want to sit in waiting rooms and want to spend time with their doctor and care about their health. To tell you the truth, I kind of transitioned over to this type of practice about a year and a half before COVID began. And it was pretty fortuitous because I really feel that I have been able to take care of my patients and do them a service during this really difficult time. And I think that they felt a lot more comfortable because they knew that they could reach me anytime they had a question and they had lots of questions. You know, I saw Jane, I had lunch with her. Now she's COVID positive. What do I do? Or my, you know, I was with my aunt and her friend had COVID and she doesn't have it, but can I still get it because she might have it and doesn't know it? Millions of questions. And I think it, it gave people peace of mind to know that they were able to just um, reach out to me and, and got me. So it's it's been great. I really feel that that patients and practices like these were much better taken care of than, with, you know, when physicians have 3,000 patients to take care of, clearly that's difficult, right? When they're at home and they're not coming in the office. Uh, it's, it's a very, very big difference in care. Are you getting with this Delta variant and this wave that we've been under the last couple months, is it a tangible spike you've noticed since the Delta variant really has taken hold? So uh, most of my patients are vaccinated. And since it's taken hold, I have definitely seen a lot more breakthrough cases than um, I probably have seen actual flat out COVID cases, you know, before we were vaccinated. But the breakthrough cases that I'm seeing are mild to moderate viral illnesses, no shortness of breath, you know, nothing that that is scary. And that's another thing because 
you know, it's still scary because now you're testing positive and you're like, oh my God, I'm testing positive. And, you know, you just visualize yourself laying in a hospital on a ventilator. And honestly, that is, that is not what we're seeing. We're just seeing a lot of transmissibility where, you know, it's easy to catch. You have a lot of kids, especially now that school started 12 and under who aren't vaccinated. A lot of the kids in in this area in Philadelphia, we're doing pretty well with the vaccinations. Like 64% of, um, of Philadelphia is fully vaccinated. And that's great because if you have children that are not vaccinated, but they're hanging around with people that are vaccinated, then their risk is much smaller. So that's, that's always a good thing. But we are definitely seeing um, a spike of Delta. Kind of our overarching theme, you know, getting people back on track to take care of conditions they have and stuff like that. I would think one of the concerns is everything can feel so overwhelming. Like there's so much to deal with and then you throw COVID on top of it. If someone has kind of gotten away from their, their standard of care for their chronic disease or, or anything, what is your advice to get back where you need to be? Does it just start with, with call your doctor? It literally starts with call your doctor and, and not your specialist. Call your family doctor or your primary, whatever term you like to use, the person that is managing your health care amidst your specialists, and get in to see them, go to their office. If you are very nervous about being around other people and you're concerned about sitting in a waiting room, then make the first morning appointment or make the first appointment after lunch. Put your mask on, go in there, see your doctor, um, and they will get you caught up on your preventative care. They'll draw blood. And they will get you back to where you need to be. You had mentioned a couple of times you referenced that people kind of thought things were anxiety and it, it, and it wouldn't have been. But we are kind of surrounded by anxiety anymore. What are you seeing with patients with mental health? And we focused on the physical aspect, but it's just as important, if not more, to kind of maintain your mental health as well, no? Yes, it is. And the mental health has been a serious, serious problem, just as serious, I would say, as um, getting your preventative care and recognizing more serious medical conditions that you might be ignoring. People are having severe anxiety. They are isolating themselves. They, there's a lot more depression. People are reaching for um, alcohol. They're just, it's the mental, you know, marriages, people that are spending a lot more time together than they used to spend, domestic abuse. Uh, there's all kinds of things that are going on that people don't really talk about. And, I, you know, as a physician, those are things that when I see people in the office, they'll be more forthcoming and talk to me about, or I can kind of get an idea or sense that something is going on and maybe bring that out into the open. But right now when people are hiding out at home and not going to work and getting nervous about going back to work and walking to the food store and somebody's not wearing a mask and they flip out about it when that's not really like, that's not really their personality, but that's what, what we're seeing. It's, it's tough. And trying to get a, a, a mental health professional, an appointment with somebody is it's crazy. You can't get it. The mental health providers are overloaded, to say the least. And um, it's been really, really tough to help people out with their mental health. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. 
You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. Oh, 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 o